Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer, Scott DeSalvo. Hey guys, I'm back with another podcast with my amazing co-host, Amelia Fenefrock. Here we are again, and so what we're doing a little bit different today is it's going to be a little bit less freeform, and probably the podcasts are going to be a little bit shorter for the next few weeks because I've been asking people to send me in questions in the mailbag uh, and email mm-hmm. me questions that they want to that they want to have answered because it's hard for me to know what people know and what they don't know, right? Right. And so we, I was um, negligent to use a legal term in my checking the. Uh, the emails and the notes that people sent. So we had a little backlog of questions. So I figured we'll spend the next few weeks of podcasts answering people's questions. Sound reasonable? Let's do that. I think, why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, otherwise we could just hang out and talk about non-legal things. We could but do that, but... What would the point of that be? Right. It's called the Blind Justice Podcast. It's nice outside. What are we doing indoors talking about nothing? Right. We may as well talk about something. Right. But we have to bring justice. And be productive in some way. Yes. We should be helping people. Absolutely. If we're going to be miserable indoors in a studio (laughs) with cans on our head and mics in our faces, we ought to be doing God's own work. Amen. Helping the injured. Anyway. So so wise. Yes, it's true. I'm wise beyond. (laughs) Well, I'm getting to the age where I can't say I'm wise beyond my years. Because I'm getting old. But you don't look old, Scott. You, you could get away with that. Yeah, but I shaved my beard. I had, you missed it, I had like a massive beard and I just shaved it this I was morning. There for, oh my, I was there for the beginning, I think. Yeah, you started. but you didn't see the full monster oh. Grizzly Adams Pictures. Deal. It actually looked okay after I trimmed it. And then I was actually just going to trim it a little shorter. But having zero experience trimming beards, having never grown a beard before... I cut a big divot out of the beard, and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess that means I'm shaving. Can't go into work like this. Well, I mean, I could. I could have just claimed that I got mugged. Oh, that's a great idea. So what's new with you? Um, a, a lot. I, um, I'm just doing – I'm working. Uh, I have a new job. I'm a writer downtown, Just exciting. Um, booking some industrials. I, I'm working – uh, in a band right now, which I'm really excited about, um, named TBD. But we're we're in the like the incubator stage. I would just say call it TBD. Call it TBD. <laughs> it would confuse people. Hashtag but. TBD. Yes. <laughs> it's trending. That's, that sounds too much like STD, though. Oh I mean, God, you're a right. Thing you don't want to yeah. go down that road. But like an STD. Everyone, there's a good chance someone's going to have us right, right. in their That's living true. room and bedrooms. They're going to be exposed. <laughs> oh, God. And once they're infected, <laughs> they can never be rid of you. Exactly. Yeah, no, not TBD <laughs> or STD or... Oh, man. We already had STP, Stone Temple Pilots, but that's a little bit before your... Di- yeah, you're cooler than me. I don't know what that is, no, I'm but I trust old. you. Stone Temple Pilots, look it up. Come on. I'm going to write anyway, that down. 90s rock band kind it's coming of coming back 90s yeah. is coming back um so question yeah in a workers comp case what if i got hurt at work more than once and what if i've been treating with the company doctor that yeah is so one of, i'm sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say that's it's that's one of the topics we're gonna tackle in this next email yeah so basically what i did is i 
went in the mailbag, kind of distilled the question and the topic down to a simple topic sentence, which uh, Amelia so kindly provided to us. Yes. And, you know, kind of what we're going to do is like, so obviously, based on what Amelia just said, we're talking about workers' comp cases, and it's a situation where somebody got hurt more than once and they treated with a company doctor. So uh, we're going to, basically what I do is I take, the, because I got entire letters from some people, and then other people gave me just a couple of sentences that needed to get uh, cleaned up or personal identifying information removed. Sure. So I kind of had to clean the questions up. So, uh, Amelia, why don't you go ahead and read us the letter that this lady or gentleman sent us in, and we'll see what we can do about answering the question. Absolutely. Okay, so, dear Mr. DeSalvo, I got hurt at work a couple of times. I never had a problem with my arm before this. I have not filed a worker's comp case, but I was working the job and I started feeling pain in my arm after I lifted a box. I didn't want to make a big deal about it, so I went to my family doctor, and my family doctor thought I had tendinitis and gave me some pain relievers. I kept working at the job, and then a couple weeks later, I was lifting a heavier box and felt a sharp pain in my arm, and now I need arm surgery. The company says it's arthritis, and I don't want to pay. Can I win this case, or did I screw up the case by not calling a lawyer right away? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, anybody who listens to this podcast or consults with me or read my book or listens to my CD or watches my YouTube channel, I always am a huge advocate of if you get hurt at work, if you're injured, you should always talk to an injury attorney. Mm -hmm. It's free. it's, It's a free consultation. doesn't cost you anything. They're usually willing and able to do it over the telephone these days, they may ask you to come to the office. But if you're dealing with a cool uh, lawyer, if you're dealing with a lawyer who's like really has your interests at heart and is a decent person, they're going to talk to you. And they're, well, <laughs> I didn't want to toot my horn, so. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Good thing. Good thing I have you here, That's Amelia. I'm here. <laughs> helping me out. It's fantastic. Okay, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I talk to people all the time. And in fact, some of my lawyer friends make fun of me for spending as much time on the telephone with people really? who clearly don't have a case. Oh. But they're like upset. They're worried. They want right. to, you know, they've got questions that they need answered. So always talk to a lawyer. And if you call somebody who isn't named Scott DeSalvo and they're kind of a jerk to you on the telephone, <laughs> thank them for their time and call somebody else. I mean, you can't throw a right. stone down here without hitting an injury lawyer, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you run into a jerk, chances are the next one's going to be pretty cool, and they're going to be willing to uh, to be cool, right? right. So, yeah. And I know a lot of guys who do injury law other than me who are cool people. So if you run into a jerk, call a different one. But, I mean, there are so many little rules and things like that in injury cases. It's better to talk to a lawyer and get the free advice, right? Right. So, I mean, that's the easy one. But... As far as blowing your case or is it too late, there's two deadlines in workers' comp injury cases, right? The first one is called the 45-day rule, and all that means is if you get hurt at work, you've got 45 days to let your employer know you've sustained an injury. Oh, I didn't That's that. all. Yeah. Really? Huh. You don't have to tell them exactly how it happened. As long as they know that you sustained a work-related injury within 45 days... They don't need all the details. 
They don't need every little piece of information. But as long as you let them know that you were hurt at work, then that satisfies that rule. And then the second deadline is the three-year statute of limitations. Now, the cool thing about workers' comp cases, as opposed to, for example, like a car crash or any sort of case that you go to the courthouse for, rather than the workers' comp commission, um, you filing a workers' comp case is free. You literally fill out a form, you file it at the desk, cool. your case is filed. Yeah. So it's free to file, and you have three years from the date of the injury. Really? In workers' comp, yeah. Wow. That's... Everybody in Illinois is always like two years, two years, two years, right? Well, the law in Illinois for workers' comp is three years. Wow. So, oh. yeah, so based on what you wrote here, uh, um, the, the person who wrote the letter to us or asked the question of us, it does. It sounds like they uh, reported both incidences within 45 days, and it also sounds like they've got plenty of time on the three-year statute of limitations. So I would say it's probably not too late for them to do something. Mm-hmm. The last thing that occurred to me when I was reading the letter is this idea of treating with a company doctor. Now, it is delicate ground, you know, so... The way it works, unfortunately, is that there are plenty of doctors who their medical practice is, the the foundation of their medical practice is working for workers' compensation insurance carriers, Mm -hmm. right? So workers' comp insurance companies send injured workers to these doctors, and these doctors know damn well who is paying the bill, and it's not the injured person, right? They know it's coming from a company who makes a bigger profit if they minimize people's injuries. And so it's always weird to me how at the Workers' Comp Commission, some of the arbitrators and judges, they'll give these insurance company doctors the same credibility as a general treater who's getting paid through, you know, regular health insurance or out of the company, out of the patient's pocket. Like they give them the same credibility when there is this huge financial incentive for these doctors to obviously not completely poo-poo the injury. They want to treat the injury so they can generate a bill, right? right? But also to, you know, there's a couple of things a treating doctor in a comp case can do that they have control over. They have control over whether they think you should go back to work or not or whether you need to be off work while you're treating, which is a big deal. That is a big deal. Um, what and how much medical care you need, right? So Mm -hmm. if a doctor is maybe attempting to please an insurance company and you maybe need surgery or you might be able to get away with more therapy, the company doctor is going to want to save the company money, knowing that it's cheaper to do therapy than a surgery. It's less risky, and it's also going to cost the insurance company less money in you know, uh, the cost of the claim, you know, because they've got to pick up the bill for the comp claim. So uh, finally, and here's the big one, right? So I, I represent tons of people who do workers comp, who have workers' comp injuries, and they treat with the company doctor, and the doctor is charming and supportive and nice, and everything goes great, and they get the surgery, they have therapy, they get sent back to work, and the doctor in the release notes say the guy has no impairment. In other words, 
the injured worker got hurt so bad that they needed surgery. But by the grace of Dr. Wonderful's magic hands and surgical procedure, there is no impairment to that injured worker for having had a torn meniscus and a surgery or a torn ACL or a rotator cuff tear. Right. How many times do people get away with this? Like that's it, it happens all the time, and that's why I tell people, Ugh. as a general rule, if it's a clean case, right, if there's not a bunch of problems with it, sure. you should at least think about getting a second opinion with a doctor of your choice. It's, it's actually your right under workers' comp law. Right. So um, I'm not saying every, every, treat, every company doctor does this, and in fact, I believe it's a small minority. But when it does happen, it really sticks out in your head. Right. There, are, there are many doctors I know who my patients go to direct without uh, being directed there by the company. And these doctors are fantastic surgeons. They're very skilled. They're very good. Sure. Um, so I don't mean to paint everybody with a broad brush. There's some great doctors sure. out there who do happen to be company doctors. But, it, it, you know, depending on how serious the injury is, a work injury can be threatening a person's permanent livelihood, right? Yeah, it just seems like a conflict of interest. I don't right. understand why. Is it, is that a popular thing to have to have your company direct you to a doctor? I mean, I understand that, like, if you have insurance with them, right? Well, I, I think but, insurance companies are afraid of injured people going to doctors who say, "Oh, an accepted workers' compensation case. Let's run the meter." You know, if they need six weeks of therapy, let's give them 18 weeks of therapy. Right. And let's do six MRIs because it's all oh getting paid God. for anyway, right? <laughs> and, I, and, you know, look, I think that occasionally that happens too, I'm right? Sure. But at the end of the day, insurance, the insurance industry is so powerful and so full of money that I'm not that concerned about an insurance company being slightly overbilled right. here and there. Sure. I am worried about... Because I see it all the time. I see people who get injured, don't consult with a lawyer, treat with a company doctor, and those choices materially affect the value of their claim, right? And, right? and the options that are on the table. So I guess I would say to recap, talk to a lawyer, get a free consultation, and find a nice one, right? Don't go right. to a jerk. Um, make sure you report your injury. Make sure that you've got it filed within three years. And then consider it's plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, con consider if you're worried about the medical care at all, or if it's a serious injury. Definitely consider using one of your two choices um, under the two doctor rule in workers' comp to see a doctor who you know for a fact is on your side. Yeah, um, and I guess those were the major things on this question. Yeah. I think, you, I, think we, uh, I think we covered it. We covered it pretty well. We covered it pretty well. Anyway. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. You know I appreciate it. If you need a lawyer, you know who to call. If you, if you need somebody who sings like a bird, you hire Amelia. Amelia Finnefrock. Or who writes stuff. <laughs> because I or know. sits for your kids. Yes. I don't know. One of those three. <laughs> yes. Over complimentary during recorded podcasts. Any of those. Something like that. All Just of those a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you guys next time. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. I truly hope that the information in the podcast helps you no matter the situation you find yourself in. 
but you might need more answers or some more direct help. So there are three ways for you easily to find out more and to get help. If you call my toll-free 24-hour helpline, 888-HURT-318, you'll have a couple of options. 888-HURT-318 is my toll-free 24-hour telephone line. You can call that number and speak with my team night or day. First, you can call 888-HURT-318 and you can speak to me for a free consultation about your case or situation. That's always free and no obligation. Second, you can tell the operator that you'd like a free copy of my injury DVD and book. I created the DVD and book and I give it away for free to injured people who need answers but who might not be ready to talk to a lawyer yet. Same deal, 100% free, 100% no obligation. Third and finally, you can check out my YouTube channel for informative videos about the injury case and claims process, or check out my other podcasts for more information and interesting interviews with people who know different things about various aspects of the law. I've put all of this together to help you and to answer your questions. Now, you can also help me, and I hope that you will. If you enjoyed the podcast and if it helped you at all, please subscribe. And if you can, take a minute and please post a positive review of the show. If you're listening to the podcast on YouTube, like the video and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you know anyone who might enjoy the podcast, please spread the word and share it on Facebook. It's my mission to spread good information to as many people as possible. And your liking and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast helps me get the word out. Thanks again. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It doesn't substitute for consulting with a lawyer. If you have a case, speak with a lawyer right away.